1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the award-winning RotoWire Fantasy Basketball podcast presented by WinBet. It is Friday, September 24th, 2021. Alex Berruti here with Shannon McEwen and Ken Train kreitz All aboard! This is the first official Friday podcast of the 2021-2022 season, which is just a complete mouthful. Uh, although Ken and I did manage to do an in-person pod, uh, Shannon... Politely declined because he was too busy making money for the company. Uh, <laughs> so we're a little over three weeks away from the start of the NBA season. Uh, so it's important to be prepared for your fantasy basketball draft with RotoWire's complete draft kit, which is already live and has been live for quite like, some time. But I will say it's not a static thing. Uh, we continue to make updates all the time injury news, uh, ine- uh, inevitable trades, stuff like that. The main time changes. Right, changes everything like that. The main topic for today's show: new faces, new places. Uh, a lot of teams uh, had new guys joined during, during the off season and all that. So we'll touch on that later in the show. But we'll start off with top news, and that Ben Simmons still not traded. Uh, how long can this drama possibly go on? So at RotoWire, we have him projected for seventy games. But you have to wonder if he hits that number um, and, you know, it's free throw percentage is another thing affecting his value. Does Dale Morey have lever- leverage? There's a lot of questions here. Um, Shannon, I want to kick it to you first. Do you have any sort of prediction of where you think he'll end up or where you just want him to end up uh, out of selfish entertainment reasons?
2: Oh, for selfish reasons, I would be okay with him on the Pistons. I, I <laughs> he, can, he can totally be their starting power forward. You know, trade Jeremy Grant and whoever else. Uh, Killian keep Hayes, all the... Jeremy Grant. No, 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 not Killian. <laughs> no, not Killian, come on. No, trade, trade Grant and olinic I don't care. Just package a couple players, give them to the Sixers, keep all your young guys. You have to
3: guys. Be some picks in there, don't you think? obviously. Obviously.
2: But I would love for him to land on the Pistons. I don't think that's realistic. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think the most realistic outcome is he plays for Philadelphia. Uh, I just think if there were going to be a trade, it would have happened by now. But but we've seen trades, you know, late into the the, you know, after training camp starts, after the preseason starts. You know, looking back at like James Harden, for instance, when he was traded from OKC. Uh, so so it can happen. Uh, I just I just. I would be surprised. It seems like the, the Sixers aren't getting any offers that they really like, and I'm not sure which teams are high enough on Ben Simmons to, to make the, the kind of offer that the Sixers will accept.
3: I think he's going to Sacramento. I think it takes a desperate, hasn't been to the playoffs in forever squad to pull this off, desperate for good news. I bet they send Buddy Healed. Bagley, who they want to get rid of, and uh, Tyrese Halliburton, which will really hurt because he'll be awesome with the Sixers. Be a bad move, but I think they do it because they're just so desperate for positive news and a playoff spot. I, I've seen
2: will... how ha- I've seen Halliburton in, in uh, Kings trades and rumors or fan wishes. I for for the Sixers, I I would be extremely surprised if they trade Halliburton for. I don't even know if they would trade Halliburton for
3: Ben Simmons straight up, but maybe I'm an idiot. I, I'm not saying it's a good move. I'm just, And I'm just saying the Kings have a lang, long history of bad moves, and they're desperate, and they do seem obsessed to move
1: Bagley. So, uh, man, that's my prediction. Yeah, I think um... – I don't really have a prediction on where he'll go. Sorry, it's boring. But I think in in an alternate reality, him on the Nuggets would have been fun and and made sense with Jokic. You know, if Murray just, like, wasn't as good. There's an alternate reality somewhere where Jamal Murray on the 76ers, Ben Simmons on the Nuggets. I don't think that can happen now unless Michael Porter Jr. gets involved and the Nuggets are, like, scared off of his injury history. But so would the 76ers would be. I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be fun because the passing on that team would be... Um, some of the best of all time. but
3: Who's going to catch and shoot
1: in that lineup? Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Details. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, more news. Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins are both not vaccinated and could miss home games because New York and San Francisco are requiring proof of vaccination for large indoor events. Currently, we have uh, Wiggins projected for 80 games, Irving at 54. Uh, Part of the Irving reason is just because he's been injury-prone his whole career, never plays more than 65 games anyway, and now you add this and personal reasons. It's tough. Um, Ken, I mean, yeah. If somebody
3: said to you, there's going to be one annoying NBA player who causes all these problems with vaccinations, who's the first guy that would pop into your head?
2: We, Kyrie, of course. Kyrie, Erie, Kyrie. Yeah, of course
3: our favorite flat earther Ah, just so annoying and typical but yeah the Wiggins at 80 games I think it's got to come down because he's he's not making any he's still making public comments he's not getting vaccinated
1: yeah what do you think Shannon are these guys like uh do not draft for you unless you're getting a great looking insane steal on them
2: they, yeah, I mean, they're pretty much already both in that slot, anyways. I've done a lot of best ball drafts past week or so, and Kyrie's right in that 30 range. And you have you have a bunch of other, like, just looking at guards only, you have De'Aaron Fox, uh, LaMelo Ball, Booker, uh, Kyle Lowry, Gill- even, right? SGA, yeah. yeah, Kyle Lowry's actually going way lower than that. He's, yeah, like I, got the, I got him in the, I got him in the, over. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I would not pick Kyle, Kyle Lowry over Kyrie, but my point is there are a ton of dudes in that twenty-five to thirty-five range at the guard position that I would much rather own, even if this weren't an issue. But that said, I firmly believe both of these guys will fall in line and get vaxxed before the season starts.
1: Hmm.
2: It's yeah, their the worth. It's their livelihood. They 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 will do it. I I almost guarantee you.
1: Yeah, for what it's worth, Ken, I got Kyle Lowry in the sixth round in the Raz Jam draft that I'm in. Um, was kind of surprised he fell that far. I understand why he did. I understand how that could end up being a bad pick, given his age, you know, lower bad usage. Bad pick in the sixth
3: round. You can't, make a ba- you can't make a
1: bad pick in the sixth. See, that's that's also the thing, too. It's like there are there may actually be no bad picks later yeah. than the sixth round. Um, okay, uh, final news item for us. ESPN's Tim Bontemps reports, and this has been reported by other people as well, but the NBA uh, has officially spelled out a focus on stopping players from drawing, quote-unquote, manipulated fouls, a.k.a. I think this will become known as the Trey Young rule. The
2: James like Harden rule. Get, get no, real, dude. Get real. No, All I. Right?
1: People, T- yes, I've,
2: Trey Young does it too, but
1: there's the one word for me. Right. <laughs> I'm as much of a Trey Young fan as anybody. I'm not throwing that... Uh, you know, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. It's just that he came along. I know. Um, so per the NBA's Monty McCutcheon, who oversees ref performance, quote, we don't want to disincentivize free throws. We want to disincentivize abnormal moves whose sole purpose is to get free throws. I'll kick it to you, Shannon, since you're very impassioned about this. Would you lower expectations for Harden or trade this year because of this rule?
2: Ken, I Ken, I think you need to put headphones on. I'm getting an echo. Just to let you know, Uh, with the, I don't discount either of them. I mean, I've seen hard Harden still like a top five, top six pick in most drafts. I've seen them drop to eight or nine, uh, but that's about the lowest. Maybe maybe ten or eleven. I I'm still comfortable picking Harden Harden, top ten. No issues whatsoever. I've, I've taken them at five. I've taken them at nine. I don't have an issue taking them Um, for, for Trey young, same thing. I mean, I love grabbing Trey young at the turn. If I've got, if I'm in a 12 teamer and I've got back to back picks at the turn, Trey young's one of my favorite options to pick there. Um, I just, I don't think this is going to impact them much. I think it's going to result in them getting like 1.8 less free throw attempts per game from the line and that's going to be about it and they're going to make up for it by just making more real buckets uh it's it's a it's a league-wide pandemic it's been going on for years every single primary ball handler on every single team draws those types of fouls paul george does it every time he tries touching the ball it's so damn annoying the game will be better without it uh it's not you know it's not just trey young it's it's everyone And I don't, I'm not, I know every, literally like every single person who's the primary ball handler or or the person who run the offense runs through does it. So I'm not worried about it. I I don't, I'm not going to discount players for it.
3: How annoying is the complaining going to be in the first week or two when they do the pump and then pretend they were intentionally taking a 70 degree angle shot. And then they don't get the call. Oh, it's good. And then they're, they're just going to, certain players, including a point guard in Atlanta, are just going to whine incessantly. The, I hope the referees like cackle, just laugh.
2: The best part about it is going to be that James Harden is still going to get calls because he is so good at it that he actually does draw, like, you know, he draws real legit fouls with the way yeah. he does it. He's so good at it that I don't think it's going to impact him at all. Guys like Trey Young, guys who sh- jump in front of a player on defense and stop. Uh, or guys like Paul George. Oh, my God. I just keep on thinking back to those Western Conference playoffs, and see, oh, it was so horrible to watch. Uh, you I, think, I'm not,
3: you know the, I'm not um, worried about it. The move where they dribble to the, they dribble and have a defender on their back. Yes. Young did this a lot, and they just stop, so yes. the guy runs them over. Yeah. Is that going to fall into this? That does fall into it,
2: and there, okay. that will be an offensive foul. Like, you're not allowed to offensive. do Offensive. Yes.
1: Okay. I'm surprised. I actually thought that would stay because I no. That would stay I'm too.
2: fairly certain when I when they first announced this a month or two ago, I watched the full breakdown of it, and, okay. and let's let's just say I'm 91 percent sure okay. that that's a file now or well, no longer
3: called. McCutcheon did say we're not rewriting any rules. We're changing right. the interpretation. So I'm sure it's written somewhere, but there's I don't think an actual change to the official rule book is occurring, which. Opens the door for a lot of yeah. Those, there's good. Those... There's good
2: video breakdowns available where they show all the different changes that they're making. So I highly recommend
1: watching those. Uh, okay, we have a word. One we
2: have no, no. Before that, we have like the biggest news announcement. That I, I was just amazed that it wasn't in the list. Who do you know who the Wizards' starting center is? It was announced yesterday. Oh
1: yeah, I did. This is just gigantic. I missed this. Daniel oh, Gafford. G- <laughs> that's big Roto Wire news. I'm,
3: I'm surprised serious. there wasn't a new he, office
1: party. he's I'm the biggest a guy, Gafford just, fan of someone who's not related to him.
2: Yeah, just the fact that you know they brought Montrez in. You got Thomas Bryant recovering from injury. So there was some question mark about what the Wizards were going to do at, at the five. And the fact that they're coming out now and saying that Gafford's the starter is a huge boost in his fantasy value. And you can get him. He's like, he's going, I've seen him go like between one, 120 and 160. Uh, usually somewhere right in that middle ground, you know, 130 to 140 is closer. Um, I've I've started reaching on him in drafts as soon as I saw that news hit because I, I think he's uh he's gonna be a walking an- double double if he's playing thirty minutes a game.
3: Did they announce that with the Bryant injury update saying I think Bryant they're hoping for in December right or was that a separate yeah. announcement, Chan?
2: Yes, no, I, I think I think they were actually they were announced separately originally because um, Bryant what hasn't been expected to return at the beginning of the season um, you know for a while now. But I I just think – I think Gafford, you know, even if Thomas Bryant comes back and is at full strength December 1st or whenever it is, I think Gafford's going to put together a strong enough string where he'll hold on to the job even after Bryant's return. Bryant hasn't done enough to reclaim it
3: without, you know. Well, we know with Harold's defense, he's better coming off the bench, frankly. Yes. (laughs) Uh,
1: Before we move on to fan feedback – we have a word from our leading sponsor, WinBet. If there's one thing that we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sports book app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface. Moneyline Bets, Boosted Parlays, Over-Unders, Round Robins, Live Betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Do you want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's Digital Casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire wire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. Ken, uh, we have fan feedback, except not really. <laughs> well, this is
3: our announcement to say, fans, please leave us questions in the comment section of this episode on YouTube, and we will answer those questions in the fan feedback section in next episode. So please go to the RotoWire channel on YouTube, like this video, and leave a question for us. My apologies for not starting with the microphone.
1: <laughs> try RotoWire 3 free. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. Okay, we have some new faces and new places to get to. Uh, During the offseason, there were plenty of moves. Um, If you want a full recap, there was a free agency tracker posted on the Rotowire website as an article that Nick and I wrote. So if you want a quick refresher, all of those are on there. I'm sure a quick Google will get you that. Uh, Otherwise, the article search option on the website. But we're going to be discussing players who are in better situations Players who are in worse situations and maybe an honorable mention here or there. Uh, I'm going to kick things off very quickly. I think Devontae Graham is in a better situation in New Orleans compared to his time in Charlotte last season. Um, listen, I don't have extremely high hopes for Devontae Graham, but they, tr- they they gave up a first round pick for him and then paid him. Uh, and he's clearly the starting point guard on that team replacing Lonzo Ball. Uh, I don't have like a ton of faith in Nikhil Alexander Walker. I think he's good. I'm probably lower on him than a lot of other people. You know, they have Sagaransky, but he can play the wing. Um, I think I think Graham might be locked into like 30 to, th- he could play 35 minutes a game. And well, he's a great passer. He's a great three-point shooter. And no more Terry Rosita deal with. Yeah, or LaMelo Ball. I mean, they had, they just had too many mouths to feed in the backcourt last season, even though I thought Devontae Graham kind of in a six-man role was actually not bad for him, but um, I think, I think he's definitely set for uh, a bounce back year and I'm sure you can still get him relatively discounted in drafts. Shannon, uh, you look like yeah, you are
2: going to say something. I, yeah, I, I, like, I like Devonte Graham as a player. My worry is just, you know, it, it's, it's Alexander Walker, uh, Kira Lewis, who, you know, they were, the Pelicans seemed pretty high on before last year. You know, Ingram does handle the ball a lot. Um, Sadoransky is one of those guys who coaches seem to love and always give minutes to. So I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sold on Graham, like being a lock to start. I do think Alexander Walker is probably going to start at the two, which will certainly help uh, open up minutes at, at the one for Graham. I like Graham's current price price tag uh, on draft day though. You know, he's, He's in that 90, for best ball leagues, he, he's in that 90, 90-ish range, 85 to 95 range. And I think that's a very good spot to draft a guy who, you know, he, he's he got upside where he can hit you know, two to three three-pointers per game, average like 16, 17 points, and, and get you eight, nine assists as well if he's playing enough minutes. So I like it. I like it.
3: My fear is he gets monster minutes and shoots 37% from the field all season uh, with higher That's... volume because they need his scoring. So uh, the opportunity is definitely there. The minutes are there, uh, but the percentage uh, could be a gut punch.
1: Yep. Yeah, Ken, uh, who is someone that is in a bugger situation that you like this season?
3: This is just a late-round uh, pick I love because he's coming off injury, but Spencer Dinwiddie in Washington should have a gazillion minutes uh, at the point. He's still only 28, should be in full, uh, fully healthy because his knee injury occurred last December. There's a massive hole left behind in that lineup with Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. Uh, so I just see lots of shots and dimes ready for Dinwiddie, uh, similar to the spot he had back in his old Brooklyn Nets days. You know, we're only 2019-20, uh, only a year removed from when he put up 20.6 points, 6.8 assists, 1.9 threes per game. He'll cost you almost nothing. He could play 31 minutes a game. Uh, so uh, I love the opportunity for Spencer Dinwiddie in Washington.
2: Agreed.
1: Yeah, I think uh, – Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> – I, I, I'm not too worried about him sharing the ball with um, – with Bradley Beal, really. I mean, I think both of them will have opportunities to play with the bench unit um, and put up plenty of numbers because, yeah, I mean, Kyle Kuzma's going to launch up shots, but other than that, I don't think anybody else on this team is even really a threat to score more than 15 points a game. I mean, I guess Thomas Bryant, when he comes back, Hachimura's got a, a shot, but uh, like the clear number two option on that team. Yeah, uh, Shannon, that. kicking it to you.
2: I'm... I'm a big fan of Kemba Walker playing for the Knicks. Uh, I just think I think the Celtics made a transition. You know, it helped because it, it, they were kind of forced into it. One because Kemba was hurt, and, and also you know Brown and and Tatum are just really talented guys. But it became their team. They didn't need Kemba anymore, and we saw that last year. You know, Kemba was still pretty productive when he played. He only played 43 games, but he averaged 19, four and five. Uh, Gets one steal per game, hits three pointers. I I just think he's going to be, one, he's healthier this year. Um, He's still, you know, he's not over the hill. It's going to be his age 31 season. Um, And I think we could see a good year, a nice bounce back year to be a little bit closer to what his his prime years in Charlotte. Um, You know, he plays big in the garden, um, or at least that's the story that you're always told. So I'm buying in on it. I think he's going to have a bounce-back year. He currently drafted in in a similar range uh, to guys like Dinwiddie and Graham, actually. And and I think he's an absolute steal there. Um, You know, 21-5 in the bank. and, And if he stays healthy and plays 80 games, he's going to be a steal.
3: Plus probably three threes a game. Uh, it's just all about his health, right? You touched on it. Are they going to rest him in back-to-backs like the Celtics had to last year? We'll we'll find out. There's certainly a giant hole in last year's Knicks lineup at point guard, and they'd love to give 90% of those minutes to Walker if they can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a great guy. Great story about him going home to play, so I, I hope it works out. Lots of upside.
1: Uh, I'm going to discuss a player in a worse situation. Yeah, so let's get negative. That's what we're better at. Uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, in LA, and I think this potentially, I mean, this could easily affect LeBron and AD, but, um, you know, Westbrook goes from pretty much a number, a clear number two option, um, in his past few stops, or even a number one option at times to a borderline second slash third option here in LA, the Lakers have a ton of guard depth. Um, they shouldn't feel a need to play Russell Westbrook more than 35 minutes a game, um I just it's it's hard for me to kind of discern exactly what the, the Lakers offense is going to look like, who's losing touches in what situations. Is Westbrook finally going to give up stealing everyone's rebounds or is he actually going to end up stealing Anthony Davis's rebounds? Anthony Davis is just gonna put up the same stats as Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, so it's it's kind of hard for me to figure out, but I would not draft I'm, I, I wouldn't draft Russell Westbrook in the second round. I might wait till like, round four. Um, yeah, it's tough to say. Three, borderline. Yeah. I like this idea of Lakers
3: assume they start the season healthy, so all big three are playing, and they're figuring out the stats. And whoever drafts Westbrook's disappointed because <laughs> he's, you know, he's having to defer. And then you buy low on him. With the assumption, James or AD are going to get hurt and miss a chunk of games. That's kind of my Westbrook strategy this year.
2: It's, yeah, it's going to be tough to manage. I, I still like Westbrook in points based leagues. Um, I think he's going to be good there. You know, the, he's still going to probably come damn close to averaging a triple double. It's just instead of it being 28 points per game, it's going to be like 19,
3: 20. I mean,
2: yeah, he's maybe, going to be like 20, it, it, 10, it, it, and
3: 10. Yeah. And maybe he returns to the 47, 48% he was shooting with Houston when he was deferring to Harden versus the 42% when he was chucking for the whiz.
2: Well, and I could see him deploying Westbrook in a similar way to, to the what the Rockets did, where essentially he was kind of like the center. You know, he was like the point center, and they went small <laughs> ball. I could yeah. see him doing that because it proved to be effective. Um, I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Those, those – I, I'm worried slightly about the, you know, the drop in production from all of those Lakers stars. But at the same time, you know, I look back at the Heat or, you know, other, other teams that, that had a big three or big four like that. And, yeah, essentially they just take turns, right? So, right. you know, Le- LeBron, LeBron will have a quarter. Westbrook will have a quarter. Um, they may break it into, into even a quarter of the season. Is Braun and then and then he gets a few nights off and West it's Westbrook's turn for the next few weeks. So it'll be a, it, a DFS
3: it, feast or famine, right, Shannon? I look forward to all your DFS advice this year on which Laker to play tonight. It'll be it'll be an interesting thing to monitor. You know, while we're on the Lakers, I'm really impressed how they suddenly went from no depth last year to seem to be a loaded bench. Like the whole I don't know how they got Kendrick Nunn on the cheap, but I loved that move uh and then obviously all these veteran ring chasers but my goodness the monk off the bench horton tucker carmelo you know the five is a little dicey but they're kind of they're pretty loaded uh on the bench oddly enough it's
2: insane it, it, there's like a lot of guys who you know when they first joined the lakers or, or like you know even horton tucker you mentioned it's like ooh, i wonder if he's gonna break out this year get a bigger role But then they bring in Ellington and Monk and and Nunn and Bazemore. And and I'm just like, oh, no, Horton Tucker's not going to play at all. Uh, I don't even know if Nunn's going to play much because you have Rondo and and Westbrook. and It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to crack that rotation um, and actually get meaningful minutes. Um, But we'll see.
1: Ken, who is in a worse situation?
3: Ah, not crazy about DeMar DeRozan in Chicago. The Spurs were so utterly dependent on him for all their offense last year. Uh, With Levine and Vucevic, I just don't see that working nearly as well, especially since he can't catch and shoot as well. So I'm not sure how that offense works with three guys that all need the ball in their hand. But also, uh, DeRozan did a great job learning how to increase his assists and set up other guys. But I just don't know how that offense is going to work in Chicago. And I feel like DeRozan's going to have to defer the most. They're going to be sure drawing up a lot of plays for Levine, trying to encourage him to stay. So, uh, uh, and, you know, nothing was going to be as strong as the dream scenario DeRozan had fantasy wise in San Antonio last year.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. DeRozan was my go-to response to this question Um, of all of all those guys on the Bulls roster, you know, he's the one that I think sees the biggest downgrade in fantasy value this season. Um, yeah, you know, Levine, Levine's still going in like the 30-ish range. I think he still warrants a spot there. Uh Vuch Vucevic, I, I love him as a player, but he's being drafted as if he's still on a magic team that has no other person to touch the ball. Um <laughs> right. he, it's insane. I saw him get picked like 13th or 14th last night in one of my drafts. And, and I, I can't do it. I there's no way. I don't think I'm gonna end up with him anywhere. I would not pick him in the top 20. Um, he's just not gonna be he's not gonna have the responsibility or the usage that he had in Orlando. So yeah, but DeRozan, he's the one. He's the one that's gonna dip the most. You know, he's not gonna be 22, 5, and 7 this year. He's gonna be like 17 four and four like it, it's going to be <laughs> yeah. decent like he's still going to have plenty of value but yeah i can't uh, i can't i'll,
3: I'll say third. this about Vucevic though i like win bet player prop bets for his rebound total because he's going to have to rebound more to get the ball they don't have thad young There are legitimate fo- uh, four so Vucevic is going to have to own the glass for them but total fantasy wise i agree with you shannon's going to take it yes
2: by. Yeah, the one thing, the one thing that you can get behind with DeRozan is the fact that like DeRozan or Patrick Williams are going to probably play most of the minutes at the four. Like this team in the front court is not deep. Like, yes, they've got ball, they've got Levine, Kobe White once he returns, Alex Caruso, you've got guards who are going to factor, you know, play be in the rotation. But, you know, outside of their top five or six, they really don't have that good of depth. Anymore, and, and what was a logjam for a couple of years there in the front court, uh, you know, Markkinen's no, gone. Markkinen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wendell Carter's gone. They're, they even, even Gafford, who we mentioned earlier, they don't have that depth in the front court anymore. So it's possible that, I guess it's possible Vooch keeps top 20 value by playing 40 minutes a game. That's certainly, <laughs> certainly doable, giving their uh, Tony Bradley and and whoever the hell else they have on their
3: depth. <laughs> He will end the season top four rebounds per game. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't I, I, want to rely on his points for my fantasy squad.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you guys. I'm worried that basically he loses a ton of his post touches and that he's just not operating you know as much from there, from the from the high post, and then he'll kind of turn into just a pick-and-roll guy and a pick-and-pop guy, which yeah. is good. You can feed the post to him when you have to. But All right, Alex, uh, you're a nice yeah. guy, Alex. Let's make you go negative. <laughs> uh, well, I already did mine I did Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, right. right. I'll jump Experience in. I'll jump in. It's time.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: Yeah. My my worst situation, and some some rankings agree with this, others think I, I'm a buffoon. Uh, Kelly, the clinic olinic, is in a much worse situation than the one he ended in last year. When he went to the Rockets, he absolutely exploded. He was a fantasy monster. There was no Christian Wood for like 90% of those games, uh, no other front court depth to worry about. Olinick was just dominating. Uh, that's not going to happen with with the Pistons. I know most folks will probably look at the Pistons and say, "Well, this is a garbage team too. They don't have good front court players. Olynyk's going to just slide in there and dominate from day one." I don't buy it. I do not expect Olynyk to start for the Pistons. I think Isaiah Stewart Beef Stew will be the starting center for the Pistons, and that Olynyk will will just be a solid backup. Um, he'll get minutes, but you know if you you look at different a couple of the two best ball sites I play on, one of it has him Olympic ranked like 70th overall, and the other has him ranked like 160th. And that's like that's what you're looking at right now. It's one of the two. If he's starting and playing 35 minutes, I he's still not gonna do what he did with the
3: Rockets. Like that was a dream he, yes, dream it, situation in but, Houston.
2: Even, you know, the classic
3: even, example of somebody has to score and you get the legit NBA player on a God awful team. And, uh, you know, he has to light it up, but that's just, I, did I wait, did I just call the Pistons a legit NBA team? Alex, edit this out in post-production or something. I.
2: Even if that's the, that's the point though, Ken, even if Olenek ends up playing 35 minutes game, which again, beef stew is the man, it's not going to happen. But if that were to happen, he's not going to do what he did with the Rockets. He's going to be, he's not going to be the second scoring option on the Pistons. He'll be the fourth at best. So I'm not
3: buying it. I just he'll be where's Cade. Where's Cade in your scoring option rankings?
2: Oh, Cade's default number one option for the Pistons from day one. Over Grant. Day one opening night. Day one. Day one. That's why that I mean my preference is they trade Grant before opening night. Oh, I know. Because but but there the I promise you, the coaching staff, as soon as Grant goes out there and chucks up 25 shots. And thinks that it's 2020 and not 2021. (laughs) They're going to sit his ass down and tell him, like, Cade's the man.
3: I promise. He did defer some in Vegas. Cunningham did. He did defer some in Vegas. You have to admit
2: that's because he's trying to hype up his other young fellas. He wants to get he wants to get Hayes some confidence. You know, get Sadiq Bay and Beef Stew some hype. That's that's all that is. But when Grant tries stepping on his on his junk, no, Cade's going to smack him with it.
1: Oh, the junk step! <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right, Shannon. I, 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 there will still be people who draft him earlier than he should because it's a flyer, and on the off chance Stewart gets hurt, well, I mean, Olenek they they have no they have no depth in the front court. So I mean, no. it's Trey Lyles. Well, it's you
2: know, well, I mean, they do have the true Luca on their depth chart now as well. The so, Luca, the Luca.
1: I'm surprised you only ended up on a two-way deal. It's kind of surprising. Given he's, like the,
3: the Are you guys gonna explain this for our uh, non-Detroit Pistons fans? Yeah, or,
2: future uh, future Hall of Famer, uh Luca Garza, a depth <laughs> center on the Pistons, um, probably going to uh, set the NBA record for most three-pointers <laughs> by a center. Um he wants to be the first center to shoot over 50% from downtown in a season. Uh, he's gonna be a monster. He was the best player in college last year.
1: <laughs> Might be the most decorated <laughs> college player of all time. <laughs> Isn't um, he 48? What is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. We have some honorable mentions. Uh, I'm gonna kick things off with Larry Nance, Roto-Wire favorite, uh, to Portland. Finally, he gets out of a situation uh in Cleveland where they were not winning basketball games. Um and gets to a situation where he'll at least be in the playoffs. Uh, and Portland's... Part Portland of the reason raised was, in Cleveland, by the way. It was kind of a nice story. It, it, it was a nice story, but it felt <laughs> a work. lot like... It was <laughs> it was basically Stockholm Syndrome. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people were just like kind of afraid to, to mention that to him. Uh, Nance... Uh, Nance has only played in 20 playoff games, and that was all in one season with Cleveland in 2018. Um, basically, listen, I like him a lot. He's a three-position player. He's a three-and-D guy. He can pass. He can rebound. Portland and part needs of the, defense. Portland needs anything. Like uh, Part of the reason I like this is because they have like zero bench depth. It's awful. Um, you look at Portland's step chart, and they're they're – Number one guys off the bench in each position, Anthony Simons, Ben McLemore, Tony Snell, uh, Larry Nance, and Cody Zeller. That is horrible. So I think there's a chance that Nance ends up playing like 29 minutes a game off the bench, multi-position guy. Because even Cody Zeller is a backup five, he's never healthy. And Nurkic's health is a question too. So I think if you can get Nance, you know, um, you probably don't have to draft him inside the top 100 you get him at like 100, 110-ish, I think that's completely fine. I like Do you it. want to
3: expand, Shannon, on your Gafford uh, honorable mention, the Wiz?
2: You know, no, Gafford, yeah, because he was already on the Wizards at the end of last season. So I'm going to go a different direction. And I'm going to talk about my boy Jonas Valanciunas. Ooh. I love him on the Pelicans. You know, this is a guy who I've been hyping up for uh, the better part of a decade now. And I just, I think this is the year where we, he was very good last year. I mean, 17 and 12, almost one block per game. I think we're going to see him finally uncapped, play over 30 minutes per game. You know, he doesn't have Jackson or Brandon Clark or... Xavier Henry or Tillman or whoever whoever that guy is. He doesn't have a bunch of big men nipping on his heels like he did the entire time in Memphis. Now he can be the man. There's no one else. I, I don't, I'm not worried about Jackson Hayes or any of these guys stealing minutes from him. I want, I think we're gonna finally see Valentunas who plays over 30 minutes a game. And it, all you gotta do is look at his per 36 numbers to, to know that. If he plays 30 minutes, the dude's going to be like 20 and 13,
3: like easy. So you don't see any issues with him and Zion inside?
2: <sighs> uh, he's a much better fit next to Zion than Steven Adams was. I sure. know that much. Agreed. Uh, you know, on the offensive end, at least.
3: Um, you know, he I think that's true for every team yeah. in the NBA, if you replace Adams with someone.
2: That's agreed. <laughs> Bell Tunis can hit – he can legit hit three-pointers – it's a it's a area of his game that he's worked on and improved on uh the past couple of years. I think we may see him take more threes this season than he has in the past. Um I I I think it's worth it. I I think I think it's gonna be fine with Zion. I'm not that worried about it. They will go yeah. small at times, but I also don't think their depth's as good. You know, the Pelicans depth uh took a little bit of a beating now, you know, compared to the past couple of years. So I think he's going to
3: be locked into to career high numbers. And I'll go real quick with my honorable mention. I like Kyle Lowry in Miami. Uh, A lot of shots left behind by Goran Dragic. That team needed Dragic's points many times during the season and postseason. Plus, Kendrick Nunn's not there. Uh, I don't. You know, Lowry's not going to put up the numbers he did two, three years ago at Toronto. But he's so cheap, and he's going to be their starting point guards. There is a point guard premium. I'm happy to have Lowry as my. Second point guard in fantasy.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I think you're right. Um, like I said, I got him in the sixth round and felt great about that. So you can probably – you might be able to get him a little earlier and, and again, not feel bad. Um, the price is cheap. He's a great passer. He's going to shoot a lot of threes. Um, that goes very far Shana, in Shannon's just uh,
3: laughing at me for having him in our keeper league.
2: No, no, I think it's fine. I picked Lowry in one of my teams last night, and I actually – it was a theme. I called it the the uh, the Uncle Ken team while I was doing it because I Everyone's had like
3: forty years and older. <laughs> there were a
2: lot of guys who were closer to forty than thirty. You know, I had like LeBron and 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 Lowry and even guys like Kemba Walker. I was like, man, this is
1: this is a team that Ken
2: would build. Jimmy Bu- Jimmy Buckets. You know, I had all yeah,
1: those guys. Yeah. You know. All right, Ken. It is time for your first old man rant of the season.
3: Ah, You know what I hate? Starting the NBA season in the heart of fantasy football season. What happened NBA for the past two pandemic seasons? You talked about moving the start of the season back to December. Well, we all know 82 games is way too many. Resting stars for back-to-backs is still going to be a problem. I don't want to pay good money to see LeBron or Kemba in street clothes. On October 19th, an and October 19th start is way too early. Please, NBA, wait until all my fantasy football teams have been eliminated. Ah.
2: I also don't want to pay money to
1: see Kemba Walker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, I don't think we mispronounced any names. Um, surprising. Uh, although we kind of stuck to... You know, we stuck to some pretty standard. Ways. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, I
2: purposely avoided the end of the bull step chart for a reason. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh Okay. Uh Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the first Friday fantasy basketball podcast of the season. It was presented by Winbet Ken. Take us out of here. Let's revisit TNT star and Hall of Famer Charles Barkley,
3: who famously said, You gotta believe in yourself. Hell, I believe I'm the best looking guy in the world, and I might be right. Attention, passengers. This three car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line.
2: <laughs> Try RotoWire today, free for 10 days. Get our premium tools. Rankings, analysis, and breaking news alerts. No credit card required. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try.